1: What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? Thank you for joining us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock! Welcome back, and if it's your first time, you just stumbled in here randomly, welcome, and let me tell you what we do here. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, and we do it one track at a time. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire, joining me as always, a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a man who uh, is, is now having a hard time breathing because shit is just really, really crazy up up in the north, Corey Morissette. How you feeling, dude? Hey, every week it's a new apocalypse, Mark. And uh, if it's not, <laughs> you know, a
3: massive snowstorm or a massive flood or a massive heat wave, uh, this week we have wildfires uh, in Saskatchewan. And all the smoke from the 29, I believe, wildfires up north is now filtering its way down south. Uh, my good friend Kevin Brown, who's lurking here tonight, I'm sure uh, they had their fair share uh, in Saskatoon uh, today as well, but uh, we had to cancel like all the sporting events outside. They don't recommend people leave the house because it is so smoky. Um, it, it, it's always something, but I got to tell you, Mark, every time you, you you do the intro and you say one of the greatest uh, rock and roll bands of all time, I hear Eric Sanchez voice in my head saying the greatest,
1: the uh, well, keep, of course, you keep fucking that up. The greatest. <laughs> well, because if I say the greatest, you know how fickle some of our listeners are, not not our uh, fans in the audience that we interact with on a regular because you guys are great. Uh, but we have particular people who still listen to us and still love to trash the shit we do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just better that I not uh, find any excuse for them to just call us a shit show just because i called this band the greatest rock and roll band because they go oh yeah what about this band what about this band like okay it's fine we'll play that what game. about blink
3: 182 so, yeah what about blink
1: yeah. what about you know <laughs> and you know we we also we're part of the deep dive podcasting network and they're all they've all got their own podcasts their own shows about their respected rock bands so you know it's not we're not trying to diss them by saying yeah these shows are great because uh, i mean they're okay because the bands they're talking about are fine but there's not the greatest rock band that's what we do i don't know that just comes across as arrogant so better we just avoid that a uh, whole mentality and that whole uh, uh mindset entirely so i just i very uh diplomatically say one of the greatest rock bands cool savvy everyone good with that all right fair enough yep yeah, we're good But, uh, I mean, at this point it's, it's muscle memory doing, uh, uh, by, by using that particular, uh, verbiage and, uh, to change it now would just be blasphemy and chaos. And I can't do that, but, uh, you know what I can do, Corey? I can always say uh, that it's going to be a fun, fun show when we are joined by fun guests. And we do have an awesome guest with us on the show this week. We have uh, a super fan. I'll say super fan, even if he he may not agree with it. I'll say it. Super fan of the show. Definitely, probably super fan of Van Halen and uh, our respected uh, patron member, Matt Lacoste. What's up, Matt? How you hey. doing? Welcome to the show. I'm great,
0: fellas. Thanks for having me back. Uh yeah. super fan of both. How about that? How about that? I love there what you, you guys are doing
1: I accept it. Love it. We we love it. We appreciate you. There's your first shot of the night. There you go. Take it. Um, and welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. And uh I you must have had a decent time last time you were here because we, did, we didn't seem to run you off. And here you are yet again. And uh, I'm very curious as to what you're going to manifest for tonight's show. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, how, how you been since the last time we heard from you, Matt?
0: Fantastic. Um, you know, it's life, living life. It's it's moving too fast. I think I, think I joined you guys before I went to Vegas right. uh, back in oh, November, yeah. Yeah. which was a crazy thing um yeah so i saw went to vegas uh bumped into and met billy idol i made him meet me it was funny (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) he's like five three and and yeah i ran up to him i was like (laughs) billy idol and
1: (laughs) yeah he is (laughs) security people man
0: not stop me and they were just kind of like hey man i'm like no i'm cool and i just fist bumped him and he's (laughs) he's like uh he, I don't know. He said something about love you, mate. And I'm like, love you back. And I just walked away, which was cool. Um,
1: <laughs> just walk and, away. And unless saw, you, you avoid the awkward moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It was quick. I had to do it. And then uh, I told Corey, I was going to, I saw Aerosmith out there and they were amazing. They were really good, man. It was something. That's
3: awesome. That, we that's got awesome. one more chance to see them. They got one more tour uh, coming nowhere near me. Uh, Mark, you'll have an opportunity, but I won't.
1: Well, we'll see. Uh it uh I do actually I have an in with uh with certain people that I could very easily get to that show. So, we'll 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 see. We'll see how it goes. Uh it's all about timing and uh frankly, because there's such a huge band, and because uh Nashville is such a music town, that show will probably sell out real real quick. So, we'll we'll we'll, find, we'll wait and see. But uh have you seen them? You, I No, never live. I've never seen them live. So it's it's definitely one that I feel like I should do before they call it quits and mean it this time, you know?
0: So um, so they're worth it. Like, they're still good. Steven Tyler still... I-, I can't believe he's whatever age he is, 73 or right. something like that. And he was perfect. And it was one of... The, I think it was one of the last shows before he, like, got sick and they canceled the rest of the residency. But mm-hmm. he was... The band was really good so they're going out kind of on top like i've seen oh, okay like uh, the band we're about to talk about i saw the last van halen tour and i saw them all each time they came around but that last one man was that was rough it was rough roth was not not great steven tyler no. great great
1: And that's not to say that Steven is not without his, uh, you know, slight imperfections these days, because, you know, these guys get old and when they get old, they just can't do the the stuff they could do when they were younger. uh, You know, whether they were enhanced or not, Um, it just, you know, age comes for us all, but that's good to hear that, you know, Steven, despite all of that, can still rock pretty damn hard. So uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do to make that happen. Should they come this way? Um, Cool. But this is not backtracks. Uh, that's a different show with Corey. It could um, be. I could see if Mariano's the, around, we could do a backtracks. We'll get Scott. I mean, he's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. He's not, he's not lurking around somewhere, but you know, if you say his name three times, then uh, he shall that's appear. Right. And that's uh, one. Amen. Gotta be careful. Yeah. <laughs> we can only send him back to the, uh, the fourth dimension where he belongs by saying his name backwards or getting him to say it uh, <laughs> rather. True. But in order to avoid that <laughs> entirely, uh, we're going to talk about Van Halen because that's okay. what uh, you all came came to hear about and uh you mentioned uh eric sinich off uh off camera there Corey. so but speaking of eric sinich and the van halen news desk what is the word going on over there
3: say i I touched on it briefly last week but um the the tapes archive has done an unofficial rockumentary on the early days of van halen Uh, there's gonna be five episodes uh there's a trailer for it uh on the van halen news desk Uh, it's a 1984 documentary Uh, Episode 1 is Building 5150 Studios. Episode 2, The Road to the Us Festival. Episode 3, The Making of the 1984 Album. Episode 4, The 1984 Tour. Then Episode 5, Van Halen Breaks Up. So I just wanted to give those boys a plug, and uh, I can't wait to check out that documentary. Uh, It's going to be coming out here um, later this month, Episode 1. It'll be on uh, YouTube for everybody to check out. So that's on there. Uh, As well, uh, a little quote from uh, Gene Simmons has been making the rounds this week uh, about Uh Eddie Van Halen. Uh, He said, end quote, he's a little furious with the younger generation since Eddie Van Halen's death. And uh, I'll I'll just read the last little bit uh, of of his quote here. But uh, Gene Simmons says, "Uh, as much as his death was upsetting, it also made me a little furious that so many of our so-called younger generation remain unaware of his talents. For fuck's sakes, parents should be slapping mobile phones out of their kids' hands and telling them to check out this guy. Our millennials need to know about the most important musician since Jimi Hendrix. There'll never be another like him. I tell you, I, I don't that, know if I agree uh, with Gene on a lot, but uh, that, that that makes sense to me.
1: That's exactly where where I was going. It's like of all the things I might have expected Gene to say, it wasn't that, and uh, I, and that's a good thing um, because you know Gene could have we and everyone who've uh, if you've listened to the show, uh, we've we've touched on it, but also if you just know more than we do about uh, Van Halen history. Gene Simmons comes into play uh, quite, you know, he's a feature player in the history of Van Halen. So um, but also Gene is Gene and Gene says things and he thinks the way he does. So it would be very plausible if whilst discussing uh, Eddie Van Halen, he would still somehow make it about himself. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe he did in the rest of the quote, I don't know, but at least for this little bit that you, uh, you read for us, Corey, um, he didn't do that. He instead, uh, kind of aired out the frustration, the grievance, if you will, with, with, uh, with you young people, with you, you millennials, and you don't even know who Eddie Van Halen is. How dare you? And honestly, I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, there was, uh, this is a slight digression, but it's, it's relevant at one point. Um, superstar Billy Eilish was on Jimmy Kimmel not that long ago. And he had mentioned the name Eddie Van Halen to her. And she said, who? Uh, and it no. was very, it was very like me being a non Billy Eilish fan. And that only for the, if, if nothing else, just because like, okay, look, I'm not trying to say she's terrible. I'm just here to say, What she does is not for me. I tried it. She's very, she sounds very sleepy and I don't Mm want to go to sleep, Um, but (laughs) a lot of people love her and that's great. But something about that response of who just really didn't sit well with me, but in to be fair to her, she's also just recently 18 years old. So I guess it would make sense. She wouldn't know who Eddie Van Halen is because Van Halen as popular as they are. All through the years. And I get it. But they they haven't been in the like big, big spotlight in terms of pop culture uh, for a while. So for a, a young person raised in the TikTok generation like Billie Eilish, I can understand it. It doesn't mean that I'm happy about it. <laughs> and, but I agree with you, Corey, and I agree with Gene's uh, comments. Uh, Matt, what do you think about all that?
0: as my guy Gary Boosie said in uh, point break before he smacked that dude in the face respect to your elders. <laughs> I, I look, I kind of get it too, but at the same time, you're a, you're a, you're a famous pops, sp- but to get into the Billie Eilish of it, like, mm-hmm. give me a break. I mean, come on. How do you not know? That's a troll bullshit fucking thing to say. Yeah. I mean, you have to know who Eddie Van Halen is. I'm 16, 17, 18 years old. And of course I'm into music already. And I know most, but like even my friends would know who Pete Townsend was or whatever. Right. Well, isn't that, that guy from the who I don't like that band. Like who? Right. That's such <laughs> bullshit. Get the fuck out of here with that. I, uh, yeah, I like, I like the smack in the phone out of the kid's hand thing. Cause that's, I've got two and they're actually better now, but there was a minute there where I thought this, this thing is going to, this whole generation is going to go sideways.
3: <laughs> and, and I tell you, uh, to yeah. your point, Matt, when you said, yeah. uh, you know, she's got to know who Eddie Van Halen is. She's 18. I'm 48. I know who the fuck Billie Eilish is. So it's oh, kind of, it right. goes the same way. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Come
0: on. I, I, double, I know. What, double-edged I know totally. I mean, you're like the queen of pop culture in a minute. You have to know the rest of pop culture or just a little bit of it. Just some of it. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, it was Whatever. funny. I was uh, I was in the car with my daughter today. I was driving her to school, and I was playing uh, one of the new Extreme songs, hashtag uh, Rebel. And uh, Nuno like has it. a fuck, he has a killer guitar solo in that. And uh, yes. my daughter is, is like 11. She's like, this is this guy's really good. Like he really shreds. He knows his guitar. I'm like, oh my dear, you think like, that's right great? He does. Pop yeah. interruption, and then all of a sudden she's like, whoa. Uh-huh. Well, so, so that's a good that? point.
0: That's yeah, that's actually yeah. a good point there, right? Like if Billy Eilish was asked, you know, about Nuno Betancourt, and she was like, huh, who? Okay. Fine. Yeah. Not everybody knows who Nuno is, Mm -hmm. but Eddie Van Halen.
1: Which is also a shame to be, I mean, if we're just going to point that out, like I really think more people need to be talking about Nuno uh, and probably should, we should have been talking about Nuno uh, for a lot of years. And I'm, and I know there's probably some uh, hardcore extreme fans in the, in the audience right now, just thinking like, we have been screaming this. Like, okay. I uh, fair, but Nuno's a bad. There's no question. Yeah, yeah, nevertheless, but I think, but I, that kind of gives me hope, though, uh, with your your daughter there, Corey, uh, because it tells me that there's going to come a time where these younger people are going to, uh, especially if they're big music fans, there's going to be there's going to come a time where they're going to go backwards because they're still uh, as they grow, they figure their shit out, they figure out uh, who they want to be, they figure out the music that they want to listen to. There's a ton of stuff that I grew up with uh, hearing from my folks that I didn't care about. So I just sort of dismissed it, but I came back to it because, you know, in my musical journey, sometimes going backwards is going forward. So all that to say, I'll be the optimistic one right now, kids, mark it in your calendars and write it down because it won't happen again, but just keep growing and keep an open mind for uh other musical uh, ventures because you may be surprised what you find when you go back to the past, uh, including, you know, the work of Eddie Van Halen. Just saying, just putting that out there. Um, but uh, like with, it. okay, so yeah, well, so with all that being said, should we move on over to the poll? Let's do it. All right, so uh, we got our polls up. Uh, they have not been taken down yet. That's a good thing. Uh, we still have access last week we talked about Romeo Delight a a highly uh manifested track a lot of people have been asking for this one for a long time we finally got it and the results show because Corey we got a whopping 94.5 percent what dreams are made of with Romeo Delight and only a 5.5 dream is over. do you agree with that poll result like do you do you think that that's uh fair and apt?
3: I, I thought it'd be higher, to be honest with you. I, I'm looking at oh, the, okay. the other songs that we've done on women and children, and I'll just bring it up mm-hmm. here. Uh, Take Your Whiskey Home is the current leader from that album with wow. 98%. 98? Uh, which, yeah, which I love that song. Like We both voted for it. Uh, we haven't yeah, downvoted yeah. a single track off this album. Uh, but I, I would uh-huh. put Romeo Delight ahead of it. Like uh, uh, Somebody said, yeah. uh, lo- low-key, my, my favorite you know, top five Van Halen song and my favorite from that album. And I'm looking at the album like... Yeah, you know what? I would go. Romeo, delight is my favorite from that album too. Like it is an absolute I was, killer. How was in a simple rhyme at eighty five? That's a that's a crazy one to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's just nuts. It's it, it, these these poll results always fascinate me because sometimes they seem really obvious, and then they'll throw you for a loop, and then the ones that you are are so certain is going to go. I mean, it just there's just never a certainty. And it, uh, it puzzles me and it intrigues me at the same time. So I'm curious, what are people saying about Romeo Delight? So we're going to go over here to uh, some tweets. And uh, hey, if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join our Patreon. We got a tier for that. So I will just go through and uh, read the tweets from our respective Patreon members. Here we go. So starting with, get this one right here, Ryan Powell, our buddy Ryan Powell hey. says... Everybody wants some, and The Cradle Will Rock get most of the attention. But Romeo Delight is the sleeper favorite of women and children first. The Mm -hmm. solo is top-notch, and The Breakdown is a masterclass on maintaining intensity without volume. Hashtag what dreams are made of. That is a very cool and, uh, I would say, very astute observation. Uh, I like that. But, I mean... I, if I'm still counting favorites here uh, I, and the cradle will rock still kind of trumps it at this moment, but uh, that's not to say Romeo to light uh, is any lesser for it. Well, and that one's still coming
3: up. So uh, don't tip your hand, Mark. Who knows how you're going to vote when we finally uh,
1: spin that song, but manifest. I mean, <laughs> we, sh- we shall see. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, to be fair, I've also manifested that song before, <laughs> but that's nevertheless, true, yeah. uh, Kevin Brown uh, lurking in the chat. Here we go. Here's your tweet. He says, I agree with Mark on the punk comparison. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, If this song were a pair of jeans, the knees would be worn out and the cuffs ragged and covered in mud. Uh, Al just abusing that kick drum, big stops, plenty of Mikey and a great drawed vocal from the Roth. Excellent album track. What dreams are made of uh, women and children first, the hashtags. There you go. Thank you very much Kevin and uh I just uh it's my favorite tweet so far just because you said you agree with me and that always makes me happy. And it's rare. It is rare. I know. That's why, especially that's why Kevin. I'm happy. Yeah. Especially Kevin. Uh just to name a few. Uh rave a flave Says this one's got it all. Dave's on point with some top shelf screaming, great lyrics, great backing vocals, some sweet ass hi hat, climbing bass, and a concert finish where Ed throws in a, a few SRV sounding chords. Uh, Greg, he uh, goes on to say, uh, uh, Greg Zito is a wheel spinning god, so shout out to <laughs> Zito. Uh, and uh, yes, it was a very good, uh, very good spin, very good track. And speaking of Greg Zito, he says. Romeo Delight is a perfect 10. Thank you, Corey and Mark, for having me on the show to discuss this epic track. You're welcome, Greg. Thank you for being on the show. So if you guys missed it, go back and check out the Romeo Delight episode with our friend Greg Zito. All right, moving on. Uh, from some guy named Matt Lacoste. I'll go ahead and read your tweet out to you. Uh, I forgot the fucking words. One of their heaviest jams ever, plus whiskey party, uh, whiskey party, squeezing, etc. All good things. This is top 10 Van Halen firing on all cylinders. Hashtag what dreams are made of. Explain yourself, Matt.
0: Uh, it's one of my favorite songs on one of my favorite albums. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fair warning guy, but it's fair warning in women and children first both like those two, three and four together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, wh- what can I say? It's just, it's just, it's, it's about as metal as they ever got. And I'm a, I'm more of a metal guy. Um, at- those are my tastes and yeah, you guys, you guys kind of nailed it on the breakdown. The, the, Michael Anthony's never sounded better. Um, his mm-hmm. bass is so high in that mix and it sounds great and it's, it's just, really good. it's good. I hear it and I think that and I get pissed off about the Van Halen free thing every time. I don't know
1: why. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't invoke its name just yet. I so. know. I it's just it's such a bummer. But um yeah, no,
0: man, I think I said it. I mean he's taking whiskey to the party tonight and looking for somebody to squeeze. That's that's David Lee Roth when he was cool for sure
1: when he was cool that's i like that when he was cool whatever happened yeah, he, in those days uh, you know like i was. said time yeah. time is the enemy of us all but good uh very good points appreciate that uh yeah. moving forward uh the deep purple podcast i assume that's our buddy nate says surprised to see this as the top vote get uh the top vote getter but it is of course an excellent track yeah same um i mean i assume people were going to vote this up for the majority, but, uh, it's pretty, pretty damn high. Uh, but then of course, Corey thought it would be higher. So again, you just never know sometimes. Yeah. It's currently sitting second on that album. Uh, it'd be
3: top 10 on our polls uh, of all time at 94.5. So I, I, it it had to be higher uh, as far as I'm concerned. I I would put this, (laughs) I would swap this with take your risky home. Oh, I agree with that.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that as well. So All right, uh, Wabo in Cabo, that is our buddy Don, says, I love this song. The way it opens with Eddie's playing leading into a pounding bass intro by Mikey, the song simply kicks ass. This song is all about the things I can't do as a married middle-aged dad. But for (laughs) four minutes and 19 seconds, I'm bringing whiskey to a party and finding a woman to squeeze. Amen, dog. Squeeze your wife. Squeeze some
0: whiskey. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: about to say, yeah, like, just drink some whiskey. Go squeeze your wife. It's fine. (laughs) Do that. You're probably probably not getting
3: slapped if you squeeze your wife.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So do you, man. Do you. All right. Moving on here. Let's see what we got. Oh. Here we go. Uh, Chaz Mataz says, fucking finally. And I forgot the fucking lyrics. So Chaz is one of those that's been waiting for uh, this particular track. So I hope the show uh, was was good enough for you because I know you've been waiting for it. So there you are. Uh, Our friend Scott Monroe says, my favorite on the album. Hashtag what dreams are made of all day long. Inject this into my veins. I love how everyone is already firing on all cylinders when the track starts. It's a hard charging banger and uh, with a really mind-blowing solo build up uh, and breakdown. What stands out is the sonic interpretation of the pounding heartbeat. I can't think of a song, Van Halen or otherwise, that does it better. David Lee Roth's lyrical poetry matches the vibe perfectly. If you want my take on the lyrical past discussion become a Patreon and join our Discord. And that is not me making that plug. That That was Scott himself, and he is correct. Join our Discord because uh, there was a whopper of an answer that uh, he gave uh, regarding the whole uh, lyrical past discussion. And uh, it warrants, I would say, some further discussion, but uh, obviously not tonight. But at some point, yes. All right. Absolutely. With all that, I... Th- I think that is all of our Patreon. Comments yeah, no Sean Geek some... this
3: week. I know he, uh, he's been a busy fella. He had some uh, birthdays to take yeah. care of, and he, he launched another show called The Metal Shop. Everybody should check out. And uh, I, I wanted to give another shout-out, too. Uh, somebody kind of reached out to us on Twitter, started a threes mm. Company podcast, and I thought that was maybe the coolest fucking what? thing I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> how how uh, much of that could you do? <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't wait. It's a, a Three's Company two uh rewatch podcast. Everybody should go check that out wherever you get your podcast from. Sit back, relax, and welcome <laughs> to the podcast where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company two. <laughs>
2: Isn't that's it gonna the be
0: same episode awesome. over and over again?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I think this is the episode of Three's Company where there's some sort of misunderstanding. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's a that's funny season yeah. three starts june 1st for that podcast uh it's a hell of a lot of fun i loved that show when i was growing up uh fun fact about cory uh, i was told i don't know if this is true that i was a distant relative of the guy who played larry on three's company really yeah so uh, i'm Jeez. hoping that's true because if i can get like one tenth of his swagger i'll be doing all right in life
0: larry was a <laughs> <the> ladies man <laughs>
1: Well, there you have it. So uh, there you go. Uh, there's some of our tweets uh, by our Patreon members. So if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join the Patreon. Get on a tier that works for you. And not only that, you'll get a lot of other cool, fun, bonus little things that Corey and I can cook up for you. There's really no limit. It's just a matter of uh, what you feel like supporting us, you know? So do that. Go to our Patreon and uh, see what works. Oh, so, I, I got a perk Here's a perk that
3: Mark and I just talked about uh, tonight before we jumped on the call. Uh, We're doing a live show next Friday night. We're going to be doing live right here, right now. We're spinning that wheel. Well, twice and maybe a third time, we're going to get one of the bonus tracks on there too, but I'm going to put Over. the link on the Patreon. All the patrons are invited to come on the show and talk about live right here, right now. So that includes Matt. That includes all of our friends whose tweets we just read. Uh, anybody who's around on a Friday night, Eric Sanch will be there too. Uh, I think I got Scott Haskin from the uh, Deep uh, from the Heat podcast. Uh, coming on. Uh, Come join us. We're going to be talking about uh, that fantastic uh, set four LP set of live right here, right now that was just released on Record Store Day, which has not left my turntable since my good buddy Kevin Brown shipped it to me.
1: Nor did I think it
0: would. (laughs) So how many of those did they press? Do you know, Corey, offhand? I thought
3: it was 7,000. It wasn't a ton. Okay.
0: Yeah, Record Store Day by me in my town, my small town, I got this nice little record shop. They got 100 of them. 100. Really? Wow. Yes. And I walked in on Saturday afternoon. They were all sold out. They were gone. Really? Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. It was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> excuse me? Yeah. They were all gone, sold out. So it, it's the nice find. You got it. Nice job, man. Yeah.
3: I tell you, I, and all that day, a bunch of people were direct messaging me on Twitter that know I'm part of the show saying either I went to my record store, they didn't have any, or I went to my record store and they had a ton and I was able to get it. So uh wow. I, I know a friend of mine uh he, he was kind of nonchalant about it he's like yeah yeah i'll pick one up i'm like dude they only press seven thousand worldwide like uh you better make sure you got something lined up like i got my buddy in saskatoon he's gonna wait in line the whole nine yards and then like three days later he's like oh did, did you get a copy i can't find one anywhere it's like i told you <laughs> fucker and then you start looking on discogs and it's 250 dollars. it's 300 dollars, and it's like sure, now huh. you're gonna pay That's you know, out. you're gonna pay out the nose yeah it's crazy no. yeah,
1: yeah that's cool congrats 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 i mean but it's i odd. like i, I said i i assume that thing was probably going to stay in your turntable for the foreseeable future just based on uh the wait time you had for it uh the money you spent on it and just just the overall enjoyment of the actual product so it, it sounds uh, great
3: is, it really great remaster oh, on that no one kidding. it sounds
1: phenomenal yeah incredible nice. stuff so so there you go. Yeah, uh, tune into the live show where we really get into it uh and uh, for the Patreon members join us. Join us in our live stream. Uh and speaking of joining us, won't you please join us as we make our way to the wheel. But before we spin the wheel, we do the other favorite thing that we love to do. Say it with me, manifestations in which drink drink. we manif- yep, there you go. In which we manifest the track that we want to hear on the show tonight. Mm. And guess what? Since Corey and I are not alone, we have a guess. Uh, I I throw it to you, Matt. Matt, you're not a stranger to this. You're not a stranger to manifestations. You've done this. So I'm not. uh, What, pray tell, do you want to – what what will tickle your fancy for the show tonight? What song, what do you want to manifest for the show?
0: Well, I did manifest the first time. Now, it was – not a total manifest. I gave three songs, but I got one of them and I got Unchained. I did get that. So whatever I say now is not going to happen. Let me ask a quick question. Has yeah. I'm the one been done yet?
3: I'm the number one. It has been done. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, we Still did. We?
3: Yep. 92.5%. Okay. I got back up. up.
0: I got I got back I mean, up. My, my friends and I were discussing that song just the other day because there's a there's an isolated guitar track to I'm the one on YouTube and I'm sure there is for everything, but that one in particular, it that is one of the most crazy eddy performances of all time. Give that a listen. I will manifest tonight because it has to happen and the cradle will rock.
1: Right. Woohoo. Let's go. it It is our namesake, and it has uh it, it is interesting that it has eluded us uh, all this time, so that uh it's it's bound to happen probably sooner rather than later so yeah I, I wouldn't be mad about that um but it would be really cool if we got that one on a live show but hey look what whatever the wheel bids is uh is what we do we we are out of caveats and we're out of uh you know we can't we can't pull a mulligan or what have you we've done that too many times uh the wheel, the wheel
0: doesn't care it doesn't give a fuck like the it honey doesn't, yeah.
1: And every, right. Yeah. And every time we uh, we do something, the wheel uh, isn't a fan of the wheel repays us in kind. So I'm not looking forward to that. So I won't mess with the uh, structure. So
0: look forward to Josephina.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> Corey, what track are you feeling tonight? What? Uh, I mean, part of me wants to say you, you, you can't say any of the live right here right now stuff because we got to save that. So uh, other than that, what do you want to hear tonight?
3: I tell you, first, I'm going to go to the uh, the, the YouTube chat where our lurkers are, uh, Paralyniker being one of them, Kevin Brown. Uh, Don has joined the chat as well. Uh, Kevin pointed out, he reminded us that uh, I'm the one who was on a live show. Uh, it was actually one of the, I think it was the epic marathon, like four-hour fucking Oh, show. That's, you know, that's why I missed it. why I didn't remember yeah. it. <laughs> he had to go pick up his kid when we were talking about it. He was pissed that's... off about that. But uh, I'm just going to go to the Discord server here where uh, the Van Halen uh, talk uh, happens all the time. Oh, yeah. If you're uh if you're on the Patreon, you can join us. Uh, Scott Monroe uh, figures we need some Van Halen 2 love this week. Uh, he's manifesting you're no good. Uh, and Kevin Brown, what's all Sammy tonight? He's going with get up. Uh, I I, oh. I love Kevin Brown with, with all my heart. Uh, and by the way, go listen to the 100th episode of the Tom Petty Project. I got to catch it this week. Finally, uh, fantastic. He actually gets interviewed about his love for Tom Petty. It's a great, great podcast. But I'm going to lean more towards Scott Monroe this week. Uh, I want a little dance the night away from Van Halen 2. Ooh.
1: Dance the night away. Ah, wouldn't that be, that would just be lovely. Um, All right, all right, okay. And then, uh, let's see. I actually was was feeling, I, I was feeling a balance track, but I couldn't make up my mind of the ones that uh, we haven't done uh, from balance yet. But I was like, oh, what do I really want to hear from balance? Um, Other than the obvious one that uh, a certain somebody else uh, always manifests. At this point, um, so instead, instead, I'm I'm changing my mind, and I know I'm going from a Sammy to a Dave. I would really like to hear and have a discussion about Jamie's crying. That's oh, yeah. a that would be a a fun one to have a just just to have a talk, not to tip my hand or anything. It's like let, we need to have a talk about this one. Uh, so one of the most sampled
0: drum beats of all time. Yep
1: of them and you know yeah and it's understandable as well so um yeah that's so that's what we got going on there uh we have our manifestations we are we're locking them in we're ready to spin the wheel so Corey, uh whenever sammy's ready in the back whenever you're ready whenever matt's ready i say we do this thing here we go here we go
3: I've been asking oh, for this one oh, oh. for months. Hear about it later from Fair Warning.
1: Yes. Oh, another Fair Warning track. Oh, wow, that's accurate. crazy.
0: That was going to be one yeah. of my picks. That was the when I when I picked the last time. It was that Unchained or So This Is Love because those are the three live videos that were going around. Anyway, cool.
1: Uh, that is good ones. Look at look how close we were to somebody. Give me a doctor and humans being. I mean that very very close to it bullet head hang them high bunch uh, of good
3: ones a lot of good
1: ones black and blue
3: was almost going to be my yeah
0: choice yeah, yeah black was. and
2: blue baby
0: yeah that's a that was a that's a good whatever portion of the wheel there's no gary to be found yeah exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> no and i mean by by the grace of the the wheel or the gods whomever uh we are nearly done with uh with gary's turn Uh, In this in this whole journey Uh, anyway, in terms of Van Halen anyway, for the wheel. So, uh, yeah. So you can't see it. It's sadly there is one still lurking in there, but uh, we're almost we're almost good with that one. But luckily for us, we don't have to talk about that yet. Nope. We are heading over to fair warning. All right. Any uh, any any notes, anything to uh, to speak on this before we actually start the song?
0: So I would say I mentioned before my intro to Van Halen was MTV when I was a real young. And fair the Fair Warning album featured a tour that featured three videos that were in rotation on MTV. And it was Unchained. So this is love and hear about it later. Three separate clips. Unchained got all the most of the play, but occasionally hear about it later would come out. And you know. It, it's it's one of those clips. It's 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 great. It's Dave Lee Roth being Roth. I got myself a brand new Oakland scarf right here. Yeah, yeah, he's doing that whole crazy <laughs> shit. But then they ripped that song up, and then I don't know. That's that's my in a simple rhyme on Fair Warning. It's it's just I think it's a side one closer. Like yeah, on the cassette, it was the end of side one. Hear about it later, and it's that. After all that darkness and all that kind of metal, it's the harmonic melody of Van Halen taking over with the background vocals and that cool Mm -hmm. chorus, man. This is a killer track. This is one of my favorites, for sure.
1: Well, we know where he's going to be leaning pretty hard uh, by the end of this uh, this run-through, but uh, hey, nevertheless, um, I know exactly how... I'm going to pretend like I have no about this song and uh, I'll go to it as fresh as possible. I have the benefit, though, is that hear about it later is not one that I've uh, constantly put in rotation in terms nice. of Van Halen's song. So, so it'll be easier to uh, to fake it, but I am aware of it. Um, Corey, anything to add before we uh, spin this track? Yeah, I can't really fake it. Uh, I've been manifesting this (laughs) one for uh, off and on
3: for quite a while. I know it's a favorite of of Kelsey Van Halen. If she's listening, Uh, we love Mm -hmm. you, Kelsey. I know whatever I brought, I think I manifested this on a show she was on and she flipped out. Loves this song. Uh, Low key, Uh maybe my favorite song on fair warning. Uh, And and like Matt was talking about where, where it's sequenced is perfect. You're coming off mean streets, dirty movies, and then center swing. And then right in to hear about it later. It's just great bit of sequencing there by Ted Templeman. And uh, this was a single, uh, the fourth single released uh, off of Fair Warning in 1981, uh, originally written on a keyboard for all you, you oh, uh, trivia wow. hounds out there. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. It was later recorded on a Fender Stratocaster. So, well, how about there, that? There's a, so, there's a lot to I'll talk be... about in terms of guitar on this one. I'm, Mark's going to have a heyday. So,
1: what do you say, well, boys? If good, you're ready,
3: so. I, I, I think maybe it's time to hear about it later. If it's time to or hear still. about it, then let's, let's do it. All right. Uh, Mark's camera's off. I'm hoping he's still there because I want to ask him uh, about that intro, that intro there from Edward Van Halen. Uh, You know, uh, there's some are speculating that there's maybe a flanger on that. Uh, uh, Matt, are you a big guitar guy? Would you know about that? Not technical.
0: I can kind of speak the language, but not, not totally. And my ear is not that great when it comes to guitar, not like friends of mine. So I I wouldn't, you know, no, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to say it, but I I'll say this. Roth coming in on that guitar with that kick when that thing comes in is everything that's wrong.
3: That is, is perfect. That is just great. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what did you think of that melodic intro from one Mr. Edward Van Halen?
1: It does sound like there's a flange on the, or a flange flange, however you would say that word exactly. Um, that effect, uh, in that riff, I really do like that opening riff though. Um, it's, sounds to me like kind of, um, signature, Eddie, you know, when he's not, when he's not fully distorted, he's just kind of, you know, picking around. Uh, This sounds like a riff that he would absolutely just come up with. Like it sounds like Eddie. Once you get to hearing the way certain musicians play a particular way, you can just spot it. So yeah, this is just like
3: prime Eddie. Uh, Paralyniker in the uh, chat even says an MXR
1: flanger for sure. There you go. <laughs> yep. I, I will not debate you. It's That's probably 100% accurate. Brave Flame joined
3: us in the chat, too. He says this is his favorite, and uh, I'm right there with you on fair warning. Like I said, I, I shouldn't tip my hand, but God damn it. It's here about it later. Love this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's awesome about those backing vocals there. And they're so incorporated so early in the song. It's just Michael, right? It's just Mm -hmm. him and Michael Anthony. There's not the whole full harmony. It's, I don't know, man. There's something about the way they do that when they layer, when they go with just one. And then the next time, especially in this chorus where it's all of them, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe even multi-tracked. But when, when they need to, Sammy did it too with Michael. It just,
3: God, it's great to hear. I love it. Whenever you need a little punch, you need a little punch on the word bills. It's like, Mikey, come on down that. that Bills, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
3: It's so cool, man.
1: Oh, it's what, yeah, when they get those uh, vocal layers put together and harmonize real, real tight, it's it's nothing short of perfection, in my opinion, as far as like rock harmonies go.
0: Also... Right. Roth's lyrics on this song are tight. I mean, <laughs> they're really good. I mean, in, in a way that's just like so Rothian, the, the beat poet bullshit, whatever the hell. Ain't got no money, got no house on the hill. Tell me, honey. And here's the thing. It's his vocal inflection when he sings this stuff. Like even oh, reading yeah. it, it's like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Maybe. Maybe it's dumb. Maybe it's makes no sense at all. But the <laughs> way he sings it and delivers it, I don't know,
3: man. It's the attitude. You can sell me ketchup. What's that? It's that Roth attitude. Uh, Yeah. I I was watching a thing on uh, The Muppets, and they talked about how, uh, you know, Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem, uh, they incorporated a lot of David Lee Roth uh, kind of into their sketches in The Muppet Show because it's that attitude. You you can't explain it. The guy just had swagger.
0: Swagger is... yeah, it's that's a what makes it on front a 10 man. scale here. Go on. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm.
1: Mark. Oh, no, I was just saying just reiterating. Yeah, that is a lot of times uh that's what makes the front man the front man. Doesn't matter about their vocal ability at all, because there are a ton of front men out there from very successful bands that do not sound they don't sound great vocally, uh, but it's not about how they sing or hit the notes. It's about attitude it's about their charisma and we yeah you know, i've i've said a lot about david lee roth but being non-charismatic is certainly not one of his traits so mark have you ever uh asked a, a honey uh if her loving would ever pay your bills <laughs> uh to my knowledge, no. I don't believe I've ever uh, used that verbiage, and I think I've never used it because I knew that it would not give me the uh, the wanted results. <laughs> so I just figured, nah. It's because you don't have that DLR swagger. That's I don't mean. have the DLR swagger. That that is. I don't want to end up in strange. jail, man. <laughs> yeah, just it's like, no, um, that is one thing. I mean, I I could be a front man for a bunch of different bands. But if you're looking for the Roth ism swagger for your band, like I'm probably not your guy just because you can't teach that and you can't fake it. You just kind of have to be it.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally.
3: if you're sitting there listening to the and you're thinking that, that that's not real good I, I just can't relate to you as a human being you, you know what I mean like that, that's just fucking great this is, well, you know this is a song
0: the- that I would play for friends of mine back like when I was in high school even and trying to convince them I graduated high school in 1992 right so it's a year of Sammy and all that shit and that's fine and I liked Sammy too and I had friends who had we were Van Hill in front fans, but they did not know David. And I would play them this song. This is this one in, in a simple rhyme. Because it'd be like, no, you gotta hear this. Listen to it. <laughs> it's the, the harmonies, the things. And then it would it kind of work part part of the time. But that's it, man. That's 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 the sauce right
3: there. Absolutely. It has more swing than center swing. Which was a song that preceded this on Fair Warning.
0: So much swing. What were you going to say, Mark? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Uh,
1: I don't think it was important. All right.
3: (laughs) Whatever. It's good. Yeah. Whatever. uh, (laughs) Rave of Flav says Mike's bass is terrific in the chorus. Uh, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Huh. That beautiful, I don't wanna hear about I do what I want to. And then he goes, Do what I want to you
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, the I don't know, man. Yeah.
0: Dude's at a heater.
3: <laughs> and we talked about this a little bit last week, Mark. Uh, you know. We, we give Dave a pass on, on lyrics like that, but maybe not so much Sammy. Sammy's got some swagger, but does he have DLR swagger?
1: Well, no, nobody has DLR swagger except for DLR. Like, even, I mean, he's often imitated, but very rarely duplicated. Um, and the only person that comes to mind that might have a semblance of that same exact charisma is maybe the guy from Steel Panther, but uh, that's that, that's the only name that comes to mind and usually he's just doing that because he's playing up who he's supposed to be, you know, character wise. Um, What I was going to say though, uh, speaking of guitar, as you say, Corey, like there's a lot of, a lot of talk about uh, the guitar stuff happening in this song. Eddie is sort of just building this like wall of sound with his guitar tone, but it, it's not so, uh, so out of control that it's taking away from the actual, you know, structure rhythm melody of the song. It's actually, actually Mike and Al are holding down that rhythm pretty well. Um, But Eddie is not the focal point whatsoever. He is, but he's just, you can hear him. He's playing uh, the riff that fits the structure, but he's doing a lot of extra shit as well. But it's, it's kind of in the back of the mix, I guess purposely because uh, uh, maybe they don't want you to feel like you're being overwhelmed with the sound that Eddie is built. Cause like I said, he's kind of building this wall of sound, but the wall is sort of tampered a little bit or, uh, you know, just, just to uh, not overwhelm the structure. But it's very interesting. If you really, really listen to it and headphones helps kids headphones helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie's doing a lot back there with his guitar and with the, uh, the, maybe it's a lot of it has to do with the effect um, but nevertheless, a lot of really cool, interesting stuff. So I would encourage uh, those of you listeners, uh, if you haven't really paid attention to it before, go back and check out the song after the show, of course, go back and check it and really like tune your ear into what Eddie's doing. Cause there's a lot happening. And that said, he's doing all of that. And this album featured
0: a ton of multi-layered tracks. Mm-hmm. When this solo comes... This solo is just it. This breaks down to him, bass, drums, and it is one of the best, I think.
3: Well, and the solo starts, the guitars drop out. It's all Mm -hmm. uh, bass and drums. Yeah. 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 Which is Fantastic. Uh, what what happens? Just what you're we talking <laughs> about, right? The, the guitar just drops away, and we get Al and Mike. Right, and Al's on the cowbell and fucking killing it, and Mikey's there, and then the guitar gets introduced, and you're gonna get
1: this fucking
3: killer solo,
0: Eddie by himself.
1: Yeah, and then all of a sudden the music, uh, and it'll be more prominent with Eddie coming in. But all of a sudden the 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 riffs modulate. The music modulates into uh, something. It, it's not a full key change. But it's close. It's sort of like a deviation, which means it can only come back because that's just how modulations work. So uh, but that only that to say, like these this is just a prime example of good musicians making good music, you know, experimenting, trying things out, knowing what they can and can't do. Like when you know the rules of theory, you can break them. Um, But I mean, within reason, of course.
0: And by the way, I should backtrack. I didn't mean Eddie by himself. It's Eddie single track. It's Eddie one track. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no multi tracks here. This is great.
3: Just Uh, Kevin Brown. I got Kevin Brown in the chat says it's basically a perfect Van Halen song. Everything the band does well is in this song 100%. Yeah. Great. I love that Al rides that cowbell the whole time,
1: <laughs> the whole time. So cool. Like you, so cool. You, the, the balls you have to have to be able to do that and then to do it well and not have people go like, Oh, this obnoxious asshole is riding the <laughs> cowbell the whole time. Really? You're going to do that. Like, yeah, he did. And, and who's complaining? No button. If you're complaining, no you're a, you're a liar. Um, there, I think, here's, I have I a... Think... go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead and finish your thought. I had a a I was gonna say, I think you guys
0: have nailed this a couple times where it's absolutely true Alex and Eddie were jamming in a room figuring out this, that, the other thing. And that's Mm -hmm. gotta be one of them, right? There had to be a moment where Alex, like, I'm gonna do a cowbell thing and you're gonna play a solo, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna incorporate it into this thing that we we built, or whatever, or you know, you know what I mean. Yep, like, yep. absolutely. Yep. That's just those two, and then you know Michael doing his thing, which is actually a cool baseline too. It's, it's sweet, man.
3: I got to tell you, and uh, Rave of Flav. Uh, first of all, uh, Leneker pointed out the lead tone is hugely thick, none more brown than ads, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. a great comment. But Rave of Flav uh, pointed out during the Oakland Coliseum show, uh, Alec and Mike's bridge is twice as long, uh, which makes it even better. <laughs> and that would be really cool live, right? If they were just playing that, that would for... be. Yeah, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Hey, Kevin Brown pointed uh, out the, the bass tone is so fat on the low notes and it really is. Oh yeah, it's so, it's
1: huge. And uh I, it makes ending. me wonder it makes me wonder what Mike's di- like if he's um did he switch out basses and uh like is he is he using a five string? Is he uh and he's just got it tuned a particular way? Cause yeah, that that low end is so low. Uh yeah, or maybe he's just he just knows how to figure out his bass tone, which you know good for him because many people still struggle with it no matter how long they play. Um but what I was gonna I was gonna ask, this is a, I guess a producer extraordinaire question for you, Corey, if you happen to have the information, I don't. I wonder how many times Eddie did that solo in the studio, because to me it sounds like it was a one and done because it doesn't sound like it was his best attempt but it was still good enough to where he and the producer or everyone was just kind of like actually that works it was like yeah all right fine i don't feel like doing that again it was like but it but it still kind of sounded like there was a moment where he was he hesitated just to figure out where he was gonna go but then once he figured it out he's like oh okay cool i'm gonna how about i do this and then how about i throw that in there he's like what that sound like uh I, you know what I don't feel like doing that again so just leave it in there if it sounded good like it sounds good to us cuz who's going to argue uh but it didn't sound like the the best uh attempt and yet was kept in the final in the you know in the final mastering because it was still that damn good so uh, again I don't know if you have the information or if if uh or whomever does but to me that sounded like I'm going to record this once. And that was all. You know what? uh, Greg
3: runoff would know that. I'm sure. Yes, he would. Of course he would. uh, And Ted Teppelman, uh, of course, would know that. But Greg has interviewed Ted and wrote the book uh, on Ted Teppelman, which everybody should go check out. Um, So I I, I really don't know uh, during the recording of this. I just thought it was weird. And I'm just reading Van Halen News Desk. It's not a typical solo because it, it it starts with the cowbell drum bass groove. Uh, Before uh, Eddie kind of kicks in and then he he kind of explodes into it with the rest of the band, but, but it um,
0: sounds like a single track, right?
3: It does. It sounds like beginning. It
0: sounds like one recording. There's not a lot, there's no punch in punch out. He's just, he's doing it. It's that thing. Right. It
1: almost, yeah. It almost feels like the reason why the guitar drops out at that begin the beginning of that solo is it's almost maybe Eddie, Took a step back, maybe two steps to be like, all right, uh, what am I going to do right here? All right, yeah. here we go. Let me try this. And like, it literally to me sounded like him just winging it, but it was good enough to where it's just, I don't feel like trying that again. If it sounds good, leave it. And it sounded so, good. <laughs> it was good enough to, so they said, okay, fine, leave it.
0: So correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this the album where Eddie was going in at night? with his engineer against Templeton and Roth and doing his own thing. And they were kind of back and forth. Wasn't this fair? Wasn't a fair warning that he was doing that. And so maybe that's one of the things like with the solo that he, he did that he came in he like recorded the thing. And they were like, Oh,
3: I don't know. Absolutely. It was yeah. Early morning. I mean, yeah. uh, Don Landy would it was right. Away. Yeah.
0: Anyway, whatever. I'll tell you what the the live video of them doing this, it's, it works so well. It's such a perfect live song because it doesn't require anything for that solo, and like, you know, it's it's it, in the video. It's like Roth blowing a whistle, but then it's Alex and the cowbell, and then Eddie just comes out and does his thing, and this may as well be his his guitar solo for the night. You know, it's that good. Mm-hmm. Not that he did have. Ten more the rest of the evening, obviously,
3: but. <laughs> uh, Paralytiker in the chat pointed out in an interview with a magazine during Fair Warning, Ed mentioned Mike using smaller amps. Does that have something to do with huh. that, that fatter bass tone, maybe?
1: Smaller amps? No, if anything, that would, uh, I feel like that would maybe diminish his sound a little bit, but then again, maybe not. Um, I guess it would just depend on what amp he's using and then how he is utilizing that amp, you know? We got the uh these effect knobs for a reason um, sure, and everyone, See, and amp, everyone it's
0: has the mic it's the mic attached to it anyway what do yeah you yeah, yeah. Them, right?
1: we, we, we all have our different preferences on what how we want our sound to uh to come about. so I yeah, maybe if it was a, if they were smaller amps, then evidently Mike uh knew how to use them regardless so and that's just a good uh trade of a of a good musician. Well, all I know is this. what I got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell you got plenty of
0: not a lot of early double bass by Alex Van Halen, but there's double bass there, right? He just kicks it in, the whole thing, the tempo goes up. Such a nice build.
1: And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is he actually using a a double bass pedal, or is he using just the one, he's just uh, hitting that double time?
0: I think that's double bass. I may be wrong.
1: My instinct wants to say yes, but I know that Alex was, uh, uh, I know that there were moments where he just used the one, but it made it, he made it sound like it was double bass. So, so I honestly don't know. That's just, that's just a legit question because I don't know. You know, we got uh, Kevin Brown in the chat. Uh, He's a drummer. Maybe he knows. I I tend to agree
3: with Matt. Uh, I I think it sounds Uh like double bass, but.
0: I think so too. Let us know, Ken. Yeah. I think he's Alex is so well known for the the trick double bass in Hopper Teacher. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. uses double bass a lot otherwise. But it would make sense. Not as much earlier. Like it was just kind of here or there, whatever. I don't know. This is one of those where it's just like tempo, why not do it? Because it's some I, cool fucking – I don't, yeah. fucking fucking I, I don't recall
3: a lot of double bass on Van Halen one or two. No. Yeah. Not a ton.
1: No. Yeah. All right. That's how you right. end it again. A lot of a uh, lot of unconventional Van Halen choices uh, on this track, which you know they're not um, strangers of doing. Sometimes they like to change it up a little bit. There's a lot of uh, classical sounding stuff happening in this track. And then there's also some deviations, but all in a, I think a good way. Um, but we'll talk more about that, but there you have it. You guys, we have done uh, another one from fair warning. There you go. Uh, so, Without further ado, it's now time to get to the nitty gritty of it all. Matt, you are our guest, a a returning guest at that. And uh, you were pretty stoked, pretty excited for Hear About It Later. So, and I I alluded that I already knew how you were going to vote, but maybe, just maybe, I'm wrong. So tell us, let the audience know. Would you give Hear About It Later uh, a what dreams are made of? Or do I even bother?
2: Shocker.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite songs on my favorite Van Halen album. It's, it's everything. What I love about this album is that even though it's dark and kind of the heaviest one, they do, there are the lights, right? And this is one of the lights Hear about it later is one of those songs that gives you just that melody in the chorus. And the bridge, it gives you that kind of escape from the rest of the craziness that album That album is. Um, so if it's a, a yin and a yang kind of thing, it's almost like Unchained is up here and Hear About It Later is under here. And I just love the way this song sings, man. And I love the Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. I think the performance from all four of them is perfect. It is the most thumbs up. Of a possible thumbs up for me, and gosh, I'm uh, I'm I'm really glad I'm two for two on this show with the songs. Anyway, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, you are blessed. All,
1: yeah, I am. all the thumbs up. He says so. Definitely, Amen. what all the dreams are made of for Matt Corey, though. Do okay. you share Matt's sentiment, or uh, did were you a bit soured on this track? I know you had manifested it before, but uh, did it hit you? Uh, where it needed to hit you this time, or did it not? Was it What Dreams Are Made Of, or is the dream over? Oh, it's a close one.
3: <laughs> it's my favorite song on Fair Warning. Uh, obviously, I'm uploading this one, and uh, i was just uh, looking in the chat here. Uh, Kevin Brown thought it was a double kick uh, as well. And then he asked, didn't he have that crazy kit back then with four kick drums? So I put a picture... You guys can see it <laughs> on your screen. There's Alex Van Halen with the four kick drums. Absolutely correct, Kevin Brown. Good job, Uh Don. Uh, joined us in the chat. Says not many songs have a better ending than this one. Uh, absolutely correct. Perliniker says that's the way to end a song. Son, and Rainbow Flame says, "Wow, indeed, this is." Like I said, if you downvote this, I I I can't relate to you as a human being. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Uh, you're you're probably uh, I, I I don't want to get political. I almost said you're probably a Trump supporter. Uh, I'm Canadian. I I can't really say
2: as a Canadian,
3: Canadian, I'll say you're probably a Trudeau supporter. Uh, I I, I don't know. I I, I just can't relate to you. It's the best song uh, on one of their best albums. I love this fucking track so damn much. Uh, I couldn't have clicked uh, dreams louder or quick enough on that one. Uh, But Mark Kamire, famously, you're more of a Sammy guy, a little less as a Dave guy, even Mm -hmm. though the stats show you upvoted more Dave songs than Sammy songs. The question is, what's your vote on? Hear about it later? Is this what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? What do you think, Lydia? What should I do? Lydia
1: looks indifferent.
2: Oh, well,
1: Lydia might be, but I am not. Um yeah this is the, the only way you downvote this particular track is if you are listening to only two songs from fair warning, this one. And I would say, uh, unchained. And you had to say like, well, you only get one to upvote and one to downvote. And the only acceptable reason is this is like, okay, well, if if that's the case, I can't downvote unchained. I have to, um, that one is still my favorite from this album. Uh, so, uh, that being said, here about later is absolutely kind of what everyone else has said, kind of what uh Kevin has said uh in the chat that this everything you want in a good Van Halen tune, it's all there, and then some, as I said, they kind of go against their uh Van Halen traditionalisms and they kind of throw some uh some curveballs your way, but they all work, they all work because these are masters of structuring a particular song with their particular sound. Like the, they've, they had figured it out at this point, they knew what worked. They knew uh, what didn't work, or they were still figuring out some things that didn't necessarily work, but this works. Um, And the album works. This is a good album. I I actually didn't realize how much I was really going to enjoy this uh, until we started going through it. Um, But fair warning is absolutely a banger. Of an album thus far and in no small part due to songs like hear about it later um as far as you know the individual performances i mean yeah i i, I just reiterate what everybody has said uh everyone is on their a-game it all just sound it, it blends together so well sounds great i love the choices that they made really really enjoy this track a whole bunch it's not my favorite on the album but man it's a close second Hear about it later is absolutely what dreams are made of. And I hate to be the one to tell you, Corey, but I need you to prepare your heart for heartbreak because you know, (laughs) there are going to be people that are going to absolutely downvote this song. And, uh, and I don't understand it, but I just understand that evidently this is just how it works.
3: Oh, you're right. And I'm looking at the fair warning (laughs) stats right now of what we covered and it's 90, 10 right now for, 90% Ninety percent for, ten percent against. The current record holder on this album is Mean Street. Not surprisingly, ninety-six point seven percent for, three point three percent against. Uh, Unchained it comes in second at ninety-five point six percent for, four point four percent against. Uh, I really want to see hear about it later. Uh, beat Mean Street if possible. I like to like to see All this right. in the 97, 98 uh, percent range. I'd I would
0: like, like to place two. I'd like to place a bet on this. Oh, and boy. see yeah. what this falls into. But I'm going to say, yeah. hear, hear
2: about it later. I don't think it makes Mean Street. Well, like, gosh, I'll bet you it's 93%.
1: 93?
0: That's my guess. I was going to
1: say, yeah, because Mean Street, that's a, that's a whopping 96.7%. So, like, it's, it's a wonder any. Any voting gets gets that high at this point because the the voting tends to be fickle. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe because uh, uh, we we had such great feedback ahead of time, so maybe maybe hear about it later can reach mean street level. But I kind I think I'm in agreement with Matt. Like if I'm if I'm taking money to like you know the 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 bookie and putting money on it, I. Don't think it reaches 96% at all. Um, I would say, though, at most, I think this one gets to a 94% at most. Um, would uh, I like yeah. to see it go higher? Absolutely. Absolutely, I would. I'm just saying, if I'm looking at it from a practical point and just based on uh, the history of how these voting polls have gone, I'm going to say it probably does not uh, break uh, the Mean Street numbers. Probably 94 at best. Uh and I'm gonna say ninety-five uh, at best. I think 95? it's the third okay. the third highest
3: on this album uh, behind Mean Street and Unchained. If Unchained only gets ninety-five point six, I think this will come in like right at the ninety-five level.
2: We you should might get a right. hundred.
1: Why shouldn't there be a hundred? There should be one song
0: that's a hundred. I,
3: I know.
1: <laughs> I I thought we hit those so like literally there are three songs I knew for in my brain, I knew for a fact would be a hundred percent. And what none are your of three what are your three? The, three? the three I was so sure were going to be a hundred percent were, uh, were jump. Ain't talking about love and unchained and none of them, none of them got there. Okay. I'd say unchained
0: jumped and pound cake, which you haven't seen yet. I don't know one Van Halen fan that yet, can yeah. say anything about pound cake. That, that song fucking rules. Obviously I, I dream and jump is jump, but, the only reason why I would downvote jump is just because I've heard it 6 billion times and I don't listen to it anymore, but on, there's a reason. Like it's, and
1: on, that's, that's probably, that's probably why it wasn't uh, even higher than it was. Cause uh, right. I'm sure how, what's uh, what we got here. Yeah. 80, it was 86.4%, which is baffling to me, but I, but it's like, what it's like oh. you say, I think it got that ranking just because too many people know it. Uh, or but too many people Panama have heard about ninety percent of it
2: Panama, I mean that's I would insane.
1: I I would have I would have definitely voted Panama higher and I I was really bummed out when I saw it was only 90 percent but I'm still baffled about the 86 point four on jump but I get it only because everybody knows it everyone's sure. probably sick of it um yeah. but when but when ain't talking about love didn't didn't uh get the uh the unchanged numbers or even uh or, or any of those i'm like i don't understand like i i don't understand the voting process i mean look hot for teacher was 96.3 which makes sense but look how high that yeah. was and then you and yeah. i'll wait got 94 i was actually pretty certain I'll, I'll wait i'll
0: wait at 94 is insane if ain't talking about love is 90 that i know that's a juxtaposition that Sorry, no,
1: I <laughs> know you're 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 preaching to the choir. I get it. Um, but what I will tell you this, uh, the you say pound cake should be a hundred percent, and I agree. Here's why it won't be because it's a Sammy tune. If nothing else, uh, yeah, it's okay, because, that's, because that's it's Sammy, true. and we, for whatever reason, we have an audience. We love, we love you, the audience, you guys who interact with us and everything like that. But we have audience, uh, people listeners who are very strongly against anything that isn't Roth era Van Halen. It doesn't it's matter fine. how it sounds. Does Yeah. It's just, just for the principle of the fact that it's not the Roth era, they are going to downvote any Sammy track, any Gary track every time, even if they don't yeah, know the song. And,
0: and I can totally get down voting a uh, Gary track, but like, sure. Uh, you know, Sammy, Sammy, you know, for, for all our friends out there that might be listening to this, Sammy's our buddy, man. Sammy Sammy carried that Sam. band out yeah. of their darkest depths and Roth. Of course, the Roth albums are better, but man, there were Sammy tracks that were kick-ass, and that Eddie and Michael and Alex all did their best. And fucking Sammy's a badass singer too. And Hound Cake, if yes. you don't if you can't get behind Hound Cake. Get out of town. Just get out of the bar. Walk away. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a,
1: right? It, yes, a I of, do.
3: You know, I, I was... Uh, earlier, we're, we talked about the Gene Simmons article on the Van Halen News Desk, and never read the comments, especially on no. the Van Halen News Desk, but the very first no. comment on that article is from someone named Craven Moorhead, and he said, Van Halen became the Wabos with a really great guitar player, not a compliment. It's like that... You you can't be that guy's won a won. jerk
0: off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was just like you're 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 actively trolling on a Van Halen site. Like yeah. fuck yeah, just fuck right what off. Like doing? whatever point you think you're making, you're not making what it. You like you're just, you're just looking like an asshole. <laughs> so Van Halen um, had a
0: whole second deal with Sammy. And they were yeah. I mean, that's I'm 18. Uh 92. Well shit, the math. God, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> math is hard. Yeah. I was 18. <laughs> and you know, I saw that tour. I saw the fuck tour. I saw oh, yeah, went 812 tour. I paid money to see the reunion in 2003 with Sammy, and that was when Eddie was wasted, and it was terrible. But yeah, <laughs> no, man, Sammy's great. The Sammy stuff is great. It's just not as great as David. But That's okay. Who cares? Exactly. That's, that so it's here- over.
3: Here's yeah. a question. You you could say AC D C had two Hall of Fame careers with their two lead singers, yeah. Brian Johnson mm-hmm. and Bon Scott. Did Van Halen have two Hall
1: of Fame careers with Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth? A
0: thousand percent, yeah. yes
1: i mean just uh, on the the numbers alone would would agree with that but yes i absolutely and just like you're never gonna hear me badmouth sammy you know with the occasion of some some of his lyrics don't make sense but it's like well okay but dave's got the dave's got those two sadly we've we've landed on a lot more of sammy stinkers than dave stinkers so of course i have to downvote those because i'm trying to be impartial uh it's in the, but i'm just calling it like it is um but nevertheless song by song, yeah, song by exactly, song. song by song it's one track at a time that's what we do but nevertheless it's uh i, I don't think we're ever going to get a 100 percent uh poll rating it doesn't at this point i can't imagine a song that isn't going to uh divide people in some way even if it's something as menial as it's not the singer that i like like okay fine but nevertheless the, we 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 uh we persevere and we move forward and, uh, moving forward. There you go. Another one down. Uh, we are, uh, we're almost done with fair warning, uh, but of course we can't leave whatsoever until we play Corey's favorite game. Watch That's Mark right. Lou. How many times do you think Van Halen performed Hear about it
3: later? Uh, Mark, you've been on a little bit of a roll. You've actually gotten close the last couple of times. That is uh, true. What's the yeah. year? I number? won last time. Yep. Price is right. Rules without going over. How many times do you think Van Halen performed Hear about it later? And bonus they points. Prob- if you could name
1: the year that they played it last. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to try that. I'll just, I'll just guess the number of how many times they played it. Um, <laughs> Just uh, If you're asking me how many times they should have played it live, I would probably say as many times as they did Ain't Talking About Love, which is mm-hmm. to say every show.
3: But By the way, they Ain't did Talking About show. Love, uh, I'll give you this number, even though we haven't covered it yet. 1,231 times. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> Fucking hell. Alright. I think uh, Hear About It Later was played probably a grand total of of three hundred and five times three hundred and five uh,
3: times all right matt what are you thinking my friend remember right, I'm, right going rules. Through, I'm
0: gonna go i'm gonna go i'm not gonna be a dickhead i'm just gonna th- i'm gonna
3: say i'm gonna say 380 okay 380 you're both over the correct answer is
1: 129 times oh man Something told wow. me that I was overshooting pretty hard, but that's man. surprising. It really it, is. It is. surprising.
3: You know what? Here's one 1981, they only played it 80 times. And man, then I they didn't play right. it again. Then they didn't play it again until 2012. No, oh, really? no shit. They never played yeah. it in 83 or 84. No. Can you believe it? Like I can't. That, that shocked that's me. Crazy. Yep. That's crazy. That's The last time they played it was July 24th, 2013, at the California Mid State Fair. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, that's fucked up. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> it's always When a, I when a, I
0: saw them in the Reincarnation with Roth, they I think they played it every time. No, they didn't. They didn't play no wait. I guess whatever. Wow, that's crazy. All right.
3: Cool. <laughs> whatever. And it was a single. It was a single off that album, but even Kevin Brown's like, "What? That's nuts." I guessed 520. <laughs> but here's the thing, like a single I mean, yeah. a
0: single off that album, that album was the worst performing album they had. They didn't that's really true. have a single, right? Until Unchained took over, you know, classic rock radio 20 years later, right?
3: Yep. yep. Yeah. It no, that, that that's a good point. It started with yeah. women and children. Popularity yeah. started to wane a little bit, right? And Fair yeah. Warning only went double platinum.
1: It, it's like their lowest uh, selling album. It is. is. <laughs> it it only went double platinum. They, you know, just yeah. only. God, unbelievable. But no, man, until Van Halen three, which went gold. <laughs> <laughs> which is still kind of a shocker, but <laughs>
0: apologies to Gary. No, it was fucking yeah. terrible. It's not <laughs> shocking.
1: No, no, no no apologies, because I mean, you know, for better or worse, he got he's got that gold record on his on his wall now, yeah. which is, you know, an accomplishment. <laughs> so like, hey man, whatever, you did it. Um God, you see kids, that guy's uh, supposed to be
0: the coolest guy in the world, too. Like
1: I really hope he is. And I hope, I hope if, uh, if by some, you know, act of, of, of the gods or whatever it is that he catches wind of this podcast, like I truly hope he understands. We do not mean him any sort of, uh, ill will or anything like that. We simply, we're actually, we're big fans. It's just, we're not big fans of the particular album he did with this band. I tell you what, he likes every single tweet
3: we send about Van Halen three. Cause I always put out, you know, this week we're really? covering a Van Halen three song. He likes every single one. So, you know, he's he not does? listening. He likes them, but he doesn't listen
1: to the show because if he listened to the show, he probably wouldn't like the tweets as much. He probably would. Yeah. He probably wouldn't like it unless I don't know, man, maybe, maybe he's our secret uh, troll. Who is just like down? He's downloading he down Davidson. Oh my god, dude! Oh, we're on you Gary. Oh shit! Like oh, I'm going Unchained? full like, tinfoil hat. Moment. No. Yeah, like he's the one. He's gonna be the one. Like we're never gonna get a 100 percent poll result because Gary's gonna be the one and be like, "Nope, ruined your poll, motherfuckers. Take that. Apologize 100 percent."
0: Till Gary
3: showed up. <laughs> oh,
1: jerk.
0: Gary, Gary, Gary,
1: <laughs> like I got don't ruin the stats, Gary. Come on.
3: <laughs> and I, am more excited. I am more excited about the we new the room, Gary, for once. Like...
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, that being said, hey, you guys, go check out that new Extreme album. It rips. Oh, yeah. uh, fantastic. So, I like it. Uh, yeah. I'm in. So, all right. Well, you guys, speaking of other bands, Corey, you and I, we do this show on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, of course, but we are not the only ones that do podcasts on the network. There's a whole slew of people, uh, awesome people with awesome shows dedicated to the network. Can you please give them a rundown of what they might be in for? My pleasure. On the Deep Dive Podcast Network, you could
3: find shows like Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, featuring myself, John Mariano, and Scott Haskin. Uh, John and I also do a show called Backtracks The Music. Uh, we just celebrated our fiftieth episode covering Woo-hoo! Bohemian Rhapsody from the movie Wayne's World, so that's Hell a yeah. lot of fun. Go check out that show. Uh, Scott Haskin also does uh, the Uriah Heap show, the Magicians podcast. You'd also catch Nate and John at the Deep Purple podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnerd Reconsidered, Terry T Bone Mathley at T Bone's Prime Cuts on the Other Side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joan, David at the In the Lap of the Pods podcast. That's all things Queen. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, the Hawk Wind podcast. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast Clan Riot North by South podcast. That's covering American music versus Canadian music. It's an awful lot of fun. Go check that out. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Uh, They just came through Saskatchewan. I missed them uh, when they were in Saskatoon, uh, but they Uh put on a great show every single time. Uh, Kevin Brown, our good buddy, and the reason why I have a copy of Live right here right now on vinyl, uh, does two shows. Uh, one of them just celebrated their 100th episode the Tom Petty project um he's just finishing up uh let me up i've had enough he's got a lot of great albums to come so check him out there and uh, Kevin and Randy Woods uh do a show called Seaside Pod Review uh doing a, a familiar format where they put all the queen songs on a wheel and they spin it every week and they do break down a track wow. every single week yep it's completely original and 100% a lot of fun yeah. go check him out there Uh, Then we have Quinn at and volume for all Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the rock roulette podcast and Chaz, our good buddy, Chaz and Greg at recording Lulu breaking down uh, the the album Lulu with Metallica and Lou Reed. Uh, God bless them. I wouldn't have the patience for that. And a few shout outs to our, 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 our our favorite podcast, including Sean Geek and fast red podcast. You're all doomed. A Friday, the 13th podcast of course, our good friends at the DLR cast and the bogus Otis show. They just did a crossover uh, talking about that ill-fated uh, tour with Sammy and Dave. That's a lot of fun. Check out that show.
0: Of course. <laughs> Let me just say, uh, I listen. I listened to that pod. That pod is amazing. It really the amount is. of little nuggets that come through. It, it, it's pretty crazy. I saw that Absolutely. tour and I tell you what, David blew Sammy off the stage but it was also early in the thing, and David tried to, and Sammy did not. It was so fucking crazy, man. Like, David had his long hair. He was 50-something years old. His band was just ripping. They did nothing but early Van Halen. And then Sammy came out and was like, huh? And it was just like the Wabaritas and it was Jimmy Buffett. What a crazy time. But those guys nail it. They nail it. They nail it now. Yes. It's really good.
3: Yeah. They are fantastic. Go check out that show. Uh, of course, check out our friends at Pod of Thunder. Uh, they're on a bit of a hiatus right now because one of them just had a baby. Uh, or I'm assuming oh. their wife did, not one of them, but uh, they're killing it every single week. Uh, booked on Rock, of course, our good friend Eric Senich, who a little birdie tells me will be around for our live show next weekend. Uh, dissect right. that film. Uh, they've been on the show. They're fantastic. And I'm adding this to the the podcast roll every week now. Three's Company to
1: uh rewatch podcast go check them Jesus. out as well fun stuff all around and uh speaking of fun you want to have fun go to and the podcast or podcastwillrock.com. uh find some merch you can also find all of the uh shows that we have posted the shows that we've done uh, all the goings on go check out that site and while you're there head on over to the link for our patreon Find a tier that's right for you. Look, Corey and I, we can uh, simply do what we've always been doing, or we can do a little more. Some of you guys have been asking us for just a little bit more. So if you want that, guaranteed, head on over to the Patreon, find that tier, and we will make it happen. So big shout out to uh, the patrons we already have. Let me go through the list real quick. Ryan Powell, Scott Monroe, Per Lineker in the chat. What's up, man? Kevin Brown. Also in the chat, uh, Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast, uh, Chaz Charles, a.k.a. Chaz Mataz, uh, Don DeTalo, a.k.a. Wabo and Cabo, Greg Zito, Josh, Rava Flave, Nate from the Deep Purple podcast, and of course, our honored guest for the show tonight, Matt Lacoste. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show again. Uh, you got an awesome track we got to talk about. Uh, we got to jam out throw in some little nuggets here and there. Thank you so much for being a part of it, man. Uh, Anything you want to plug, anything you want to shout out whatsoever. The floor is yours.
0: No plugs. Thanks for having me guys. And thanks for doing this thing. I love the podcast and I'm looking forward to the last, uh, I don't know, you know, 1000 episodes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you, we
0: have
3: have 41 Van Halen tracks left to go, but uh, keep it going. Yeah. 41. But uh, you know, we're talking, you know, uh, once we exhaust the Van Halen catalog, you know, we, we, we might do a different wheel a week. So we might do a Sammy wheel one week a David uh, Lee Roth wheel, a second week, a third week would be dedicated to extreme and mammoth. And then a fourth week uh, with Van Halen influences where we get a little bit of everything like uh ZZ top and everything that kind of made Van Halen, what it was. So uh, even though we're 41 uh, shows away from ending the Van Halen catalog, we got a ton of shit let to go.
0: This sounds great. So much I'll, be listen, I'll be listening to all of it, and thanks you boys for putting this thing together. Thanks for having me.
1: Always a pleasure. And uh, if you want to really tune in to hear some uh, some fun and probably a little bit of debauchery, live show uh, next Friday. Yes, next Friday, Corey. Yeah, That's right. Next That's Friday. It. There nice we go. Yes, next get. Friday. I know what it is. Uh, live show. So tune into our YouTube channel. Uh, podcast will rock. Be on the lookout for that. Tune in and uh, hopefully we will have – I mean, we're going to go through this – at this point the infamous record that is now in Corey's possession live right here right now so that's sure to be fun sure to have some crazy awesome guests as we typically do on our live show so want to be part of that tune in on behalf of matt lacoste and Corey morissette we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later